Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good in your world. I hope everything's fine with you. Um, today is the 9th of February 2023. The year's gotten off to a rare start. Um, sadly, it's been a tough week for people in Turkey and I think parts of Syria thoughts and prayers with all those who are impacted people who've lost loved ones and i pray that the lord will send his angels to rescue those who can be rescued and everyone brought out so that they can at least be reunited somewhat with their families and we pray that this kind of tragedy will not happen again not in turkey or in any other part of the world I've spent a lot of the last, like this month is, like I said, a very critical month for us in Nigeria. I won't talk too much about that today because I think I've spoken a lot about that in other episodes. Um, But what I just want to, what I'm reflecting on this morning is about, you know, how God answers prayers and how I have seen Him answer my prayers and me getting to that place where I'm, you know, progressively learning, I'm still learning how to to realize that God he really does listen he does hear our prayers and I'm just going to read this scripture that is sort of like the headline scripture at which around which my thoughts are uh, circulating or moving around or centered on it says it's in first Peter 3 verse 12 and I think it's actually a replay of um, some verses in Psalms, although I can't locate it at this point in time. But First Peter three twelve, it's written there. I think Peter is quoting from the Psalms, I, I believe. So he says, "For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil." I like this. There are many things I like about this passage. I like the eyes of the Lord over the righteous, because it means He's watching over us. I like the fact that his ears are open unto our prayers because that shows that he listens, he hears. So he sees, he hears. And it also says that the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So I like that contrast between how God deals with... It's like God separates the world into the righteous and the evil. And um, and he's not even saying... It's, 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 so he's saying his own his face is against them that do evil. So people that do evil... He's not watching over them the way he watches over those of us that are righteous. And when you are um, righteousness is about the willingness to be righteous, about being reconciled with God. And generally on God's righteous learning program, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that you are you are not sinful, you are without sin, or you are not doing anything, you are doing everything right. But it means that in your heart and in your life, or in my heart and in my life, I have the I am following God. I am choosing to learn the God way of doing things and to be discipled at the Lord's feet. So that's the difference as opposed to the person who is completely, is being discipled by the devil and is very comfortable with it that way. You know, and you know, so the person is described as somebody that does it. It's God's face is against such people. But where my thoughts are really, you know, centering on is the fact that his ears are really open unto our prayers. And I'm, you know, I've said this in previous episodes. I'm a very, I have been a very spoiled child of God. You know, I'm typically like the indulgent child who 
because you, I've had an indulgent father, I've been used to having getting almost everything that I want. Of course, I also I'm not an I wasn't an irresponsible child, so I don't make you know unreasonable requests. I'm not that kind of. I've never been even in my physical natural life. I'm not that kind of child that oh daddy I want you know holidays abroad. You know I've always been that kind of person like I want a new sh- um, new shoes for school, books, sandals, you know a Christmas dress. You know it, it's I've never been. You know, and I, I I don't know how to ask for exorbitant gifts, and it's been a problem for me even up to now. Even as a, as as you know, as a married woman, I, I I don't know. You know, it's just not me. So when I say I'm indulgent, I'm it's not like I've been asking God, oh, Phil, give me all the money in the world. I want dollars. Or I want this. No, it's always been asking for things that I really needed. Really, you know, things that I needed. It was always more around the need. So, but I, but God always supplied you know so i've always been self-indulgent i've always been quite indulgent in that and so i was used to god always asking you know supplying my needs um i think so the only time i can remember where and even then when a prayer maybe lasted for years was probably when i prayed for a good job so that took a while before that you know that became manifested that took like some years and um, eventually god worked it out and looking back i realized that there was a lot of there must have been a lot of spiritual opposition because even when i did eventually get the job that i wanted which was like my dream job at the time it was in process for about 18 months and when i later came into the company and i found out all the things that had happened on the way i i i now realized i realized that wow there must have been a lot of spiritual opposition every it's like the devil knew that this would be life-changing and you know they, they just didn't want any of it but god you know brought it to pass and it turned out I, I was in that job in that company for about 22 years and it was it's a very very significant portion of my adult life um, i don't think you know if well anyway let me not say what i was about to say but yeah so he did answer that prayer and that's about the only one that i would say I could see that lasted for some years because I was in process of that prayer was ongoing for a while. So, um, I I also came out of a recent situation as well, which was more urgent because it was a bit on the life-threatening side, and um, I was praying a lot, and it seemed like God wasn't answering. And I don't want to talk too much about that because I think I had talked a lot about that particular episode. But even around that, there are several prayers that I've sent. Sometimes I just send up to the Lord things that, you know, sometimes it may not even be express prayers. It's more like desires of my heart, which I would just be like, oh, I wish, you know, you know, I wish this thing could be like this. I wish, you know. I've just come to realize that God actually hears our prayers. When this scripture says, his ears are open unto our prayers. It's actually true. He hears. And sometimes the fact that it, he doesn't, he may not respond immediately. Or the fact that, when I mean respond, as in he may not give you a word that's the kind of word you're looking for. Or he may not, um, you know, the, he may not give you the kind of response you're looking for. He's actually hearing. And something is happening, even though we may not be able to see it. And why I say this is because I just realized that there were many there are many things that I have prayed about, like little, little prayers. Little prayers that are not major things, but they are important, but they are not major. You know, as if they are important, but you know, you know what I mean. 
There are more important things, but they are also important. And I find out that without much force, I haven't, I didn't go on a special prayer, I didn't, you know, but there were things that over the past maybe two, three years, I have been mulling on. My thoughts keep going back to it. You know, you know when people talk about thoughts and prayers, yes, thoughts and prayers actually go close together. So some of them I may have prayed about, some of them I may not even have prayed, but they were yearnings in my heart. The Lord has answered them. So I realized that, wow, so when we say your ears are open to our prayers, it's really true. Your ears are actually open, even to my thoughts, to, to my prayerful thoughts or my thoughtful prayers. Because these ones, you know, what I will classify as prayers are those that I purposefully pray. But there are some other types of thoughts that go in my mind that I wish, there are wishes, there are prayers, but I, I haven't uttered them. They are not formal. I haven't formalized them as prayers. God, I don't have the name, the word for it, the English word for those things. And I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I don't know if you have them as well, but I have those. They're like prayers of the heart, but I'm not really praying, you know, like in that, oh God, help me. I haven't made a request, but they are prayers of their yearnings of my heart. I don't want to call them prayers, but maybe they're prayers. Actually, prayers. Because when you say, "What is a prayer?" There are things that I wish God would do for me, and my heart expresses that wish over and over. But it's not what we I would normally call prayer. My mind is not may not necessarily. Sometimes, oh, my mind sometimes is involved in it. But I see that He answers those sub prayers, whatever word we can call them. He answers them. There are things that are so intangible. There are things that only God can really do. And maybe that's why I never, you know, they're, they're intangible but important things. And um, so I, 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 the question I'm asking myself now is why don't I ever vocalize those prayers? Why? And what is it about those prayers that makes God pay attention to them? Those unspoken prayers. What is it, you know? Because he actually... In fact, sometimes I think he even bypasses those formal prayers, those bigger prayers, and goes to those inner ones. Yeah. And there are many, there are many, you know. There's one that I can think of that that one I've actually that one is actually a formal prayer. It is both. It is a yearning of the heart and it is also a prayer. That one. Yeah, so that one that one even if when it happens, which I believe that it will by God's grace, I will I will classify it as a formal prayer because it's actually been a prayer for me. But it's just that most of the time it's also a prayer of the heart. Like my heart is just like, oh, I pray, I pray, I wish. So there must be something about the prayers of the heart that are not really prayers. I don't know. But anyways, when I see how some of those things have been answered over time or dealt with or, you know. So I just realized that he really does listen to those prayers so I think and of course I'm constant I'm now constantly praying for the nation as well so I think one should one should just have a habit of lifting up those thoughts and prayers to the Lord and um, these days honestly I'm not and I think everybody has their own way of doing these things the modern thing is that you should pray the Bible says you should pray without season and um, and whatever it is that we are going through we should just lift it up to God I have now 
my own prayer hack and I don't like to use the word hack but let me just say it I pray I don't have before I used to feel because that's the way we were taught and you know and that's the way I saw people doing it it's like have a formal prayer program I went and I think it works for people for me I don't I've learned I've learned in my life and let me speak I can only speak for myself in my life I've seen that Prayer just needs to be sincere. It needs to be from your heart. God is a spirit. So prayer cannot be ceremonial. It cannot be performative. It cannot be, you know, artistic. It can't be something that it can't be scripted. You know what I'm saying? It cannot be. And when I mean scripted, I mean you are it's just dramatic for the sake of being, you know, is it, it, you know. It cannot be a performance. You know, it can't be a performance. So, it has to be really all the heart to heart, you know. All of the, how would I say, layers of my life shed out. All the, whatever it is, you know, whatever, how do I put it, um, affectations that I have to myself. I have to strip it all away and it now has to be me. Shola, myself, me, my real self, talking to God. I think that's what prayer really is. And whether it's going to be, you know, spoken out loud, whether it's going to be waved, shouting, whatever it is, however you want to do it, it has to be heart to heart, sincere, and stripped of every kind of insincerity, every type of performative dramatic dramatization or whatever. Because when I look at my prayer life, my life, and I look at the prayers that the Lord has answered, they are the ones that were just earnest yearnings of my heart. Earnest yearnings. In fact, for me, those ones that God answers those, those prayers shows me, is, is, for me, is more of a stronger evidence of the love and the presence of God. Because these were prayers that I didn't even utter. As in, I didn't, re- I never really formally went to approach him to ask so when the bible says the god my god shall supply all your need and when he says your father knows what you have need of he's really a father because that's what a father does if as a parent like i'm a parent now i do more than what my children ask me to do in fact what they deliberately ask me to do if it's if i've not already done it is because that need was not visible to me i couldn't see you know there is an extra request that is not in my line of sight because i'm not in their lives so i don't know so you know so it's when they make that extra request but for everything that they need and that God has given me the ability to provide and that I know that it is a need that is good for them I will will provide it whether you know they don't need to ask they don't need to ask and I think that's the difference between having a father God and a God God you know what I'm saying because and I now understand why God wanted he wanted it was a conscious choice for him to to have a father relationship with us because i think a father god will do much more than a god god a god god is we're concerned about the god things you know what i mean which is 
okay are you on my side are you doing good things are you helping other people are you working in love and all that and supplying your needs and that kind of thing but a father god you know there's a pastoral care there's how are you doing how can i make things better for you you know there's there's just an added thing to it you know the father is involved in every aspect of your life the father is concerned about your future builds you up so so it makes sense so so, so there, there are things that prayers that of my things that i need that i don't formally approach god and ask for but my heart needs them and expresses that need god provides the answers and he provides and it makes sense you know it makes sense because the bible says the spirit of man is a candle of the lord so god is literally searching our hearts at all point in time and i guess okay she needs this she needs so he's searching but that doesn't tell us but he also tells us to ask so you know it's not enough also to say and that's the funny thing because and like i said most of these prayers that he asks he takes care of like that they're mostly not big things so if they're big things i would have asked him for it but they're those intangible like important i wish none of them i can't even think of any now that i can give as an example to illustrate what i'm saying because they're that's intangible but they're things that are worthy enough for my mind to have gone to them several times over sometimes concerning me sometimes concerning like for instance okay i think this one is a good one i had always wanted to have the kind of job that would give me flexibility to be able to work from home i'd always wanted that i wanted it even i mean like decades ago i've always i never understood why people had to leave their houses to go to work i never i never understood that i felt that that should be a choice you know there should be option of working from home and working outside and i also i also wanted the kind of job that you know would be you would be able to you'll be able to make a living but you don't have to die <laughs> kill yourself doing so you know and i i wanted what a job that would be impactful there were many things i wanted in a job and these were prayers these were things that i had in my heart yearnings you know that i'll still i'll be able to still do my vocation within my job so i would it would be a job but i would still be able to do the things that i like like writing short pieces and things like that can you believe that's the job i'm doing now how I even ended up doing this job now is not even something that I planned. God just led me on a path that I landed where I have wanted to be for the past 20-something years. In fact, I had given up on the dream. In fact, it's not this one. I won't even say it was a it was a dream. You know that kind of dream that you can't even say. If somebody were to ask you, okay, how do you make this dream work? You don't even know because it's it's not, it wasn't a, a formalized profile that I was aware of. I hadn't even seen anybody doing it. So I couldn't say, okay, I want to do what she's doing. But it was it was very tailored to my my who I am, what my preference is. And I see that God works to that preference. It's taking a lot of time, yes. But I also know why it's taking a lot of time because the experience that I needed to have gotten in the workplace so that I can now retreat back to my comfort zone, <laughs> my safe space, so that I can now carry that experience. Because now I can still enter those places and influence and talk and persuade because people know that I've been there. So they, they know that, yeah, she's been out there, she's been out in the world, she's done stuff, she's moved around a lot. So now that I'm doing working in this kind of phase, it, it's, you know, it's a logical progression and I have the credibility of being able to say, yes, I've been there, I've done that. So when it felt like maybe god wasn't listening or wasn't a prayer that could be answered god just knew that the the circumstances for making it come to pass 
the building blocks were not yet in place he needed to you know so he was but if i looked at it it was like i would think that wasn't important or he felt it wasn't possible or it just wasn't you know so i myself i felt it wasn't you know so i had it's just amazing to me like in this phase of life how much god has curated it to my personal taste and I always thought that when God came into your life, He wanted to change you and change you completely. And I guess that's why I was resisting Him for so long. But now I realize that that was just a lie of the devil. God has no interest in changing you. He has no interest in changing you. What He's interested in is stripping away the things that are harmful to you. But He's not even going to strip it away by force. He's going to let you see the impact of it in your life, and then you make the choice as to whether you keep want to keep it in your life or you want it to go. But that for those things that in this case was, you know, he, he recognizes who you are. Because when I look at my life now, it is 100%. God has arranged. It, he has, this current life I'm living now is my lifelong dream. My lifelong dream. My time is flexible. I work when I want to. I can dial it down. I can raise it up when I want to. Nobody is setting a time schedule for me. When I do go out, it's God makes it profitable for me to do so. I am able to spend a lot of time thinking, talking, writing, doing the things that I love to do. Make time, for, I mean, do a daily podcast or one thing, <laughs> which is something I could never have done in my former life. So, it, I'm like, so all this while you were listening, all what I was thinking and praying in my heart, and like, you know, like I said before, the ecosystem for all of that was not in, a, in place. It's like somebody, you know, so, yeah. But he saw it. He saw it all. So this is, I think, just to encourage us, whoever is listening, that sometimes your, your life may, your life may be, I don't know, your life may right now not be what you want it to be. Just keep, just keep sending those thoughts and prayers up consciously and unconsciously don't give up on that in quotes dream of who you want to be and how you because if that is who you really are because again it's god that made us god will make sure that he keeps that in that's what i have found in my life and i know he's not doing it just because i'm one special person that's this is probably how he works you know and if when you look at all the people god has worked with you know even in the bible no one is exactly the same as the other person god didn't change them you know moses continued to be moses he continued to be shy you know he continued to need Aaron to speak for him you know he but god still used him that way david was always strapping young lad and bold and brave and courageous and god continued to use him that way so you know they're all different people peter was completely different from paul character i mean as in personality wise completely different you know and james all of them when you read each one you can tell that it was a different person that wrote it but they're talking about the same thing, but in a different way, in a different perspective. So God, actually, I think, is actually invested in preserving our uniqueness. And it's only when we walk with him that he will show us and help us live and express that uniqueness in a way that is holy, righteous, and fulfilling and rewarding for us as well. So I'll leave it there at uh, yeah this, these are just my reflections at this point in time and just like every time i do this it, it's very therapeutic for me and it also helps me also understand what god is really doing and i now ask myself why did i 
resist God for so long in my life. Why was I fighting him? I kept thinking he was coming to change me, change my life. And now I realize that he has no business. He, 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 he's not interested in changing me. He doesn't, he wants to, he wants me to, he, 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 he's in fact, it's my uniqueness. You know? It's like, I mean, like, I, I'm a parent, I have, you know, just, I don't have that many children, but I have two children that are very different from one another. And I've seen many people, even people who have lots of children, no two children are like, even twins, I, I have cousins who are identical twins, very identical officially, but behavior, character, personality, complete opposites each one completely different from the other even though physically almost 100% identical so that God has preserved our uniqueness as human beings because he wanted it that way I mean he could have created all of us to look the same way even the diversity of languages, ethnicity, races and all of that shows you that God is a God of diversity because he could literally have made all of us to look the same way and sound the same way even the animal life he chose to make them diverse but I think with human beings he made us a bit more diverse because with animals when you see certain breeds it's almost difficult like sea otters or penguins they all look alike to some extent although even the penguins I mean, you can see that the feather well, God likes diversity let's just leave it like he really does like diversity so everybody has a unique fingerprint or facial expression or something that sets them apart from others God isn't really he's not ready to change that in fact he's just going to bring himself into it and help us to be the best version of ourselves so his ears are open unto our prayers that's what i'm learning so i will continue to pray all those things and because because I, I have a lot of prayers in my heart a lot of things that i don't even know how to begin to talk to god about them you know a lot of prayers particularly concerning my the next generation coming after me my children their children's children i pray that they will always know the lord i pray that they will never walk far from him i pray that they will love him with all their hearts and all their minds. I pray that their children's children's children will be great men and women of God, not because of the pl- platform or the pulpit, but because of the things and the impact that God will have in their lives and that you know, and they will have in the lives of others. I pray that they will be men and women that will walk in the path, in the path that is right and that is holy, that is just, and they will have the best possible life with God on earth, and that at the end of it all, in God's own full time, they will spend eternity with him and that in this life God will give them a spirit of discernment they will know what is right and what is wrong and they will love that which is good and turn away from that which is not good and if you know and that they will never ever give their lives and their hearts to the things of the enemy but that they will be willing voluntary soldiers of Christ people given to the love of God and that the spirits of the age will have nothing in them and that the power of God will be evident in their lives. They will be great men and women for God, not because of social or societal acclaim, but because of heavenly glory. I pray that the name of the Lord will be glorified in their lives from their waking moments, and for that those generations unborn, which will come through them, their Father, as they come into the world, you will curate their experiences and line it up for your use, for your praise, for your glory, for your mercy, that their lives will be walking epistles of the power and the presence of God. And that you will show them who you are. They will see you for what you are. They will also see the darkness for what it is. And they will choose the light. I pray, Lord, that you will bless them. You will keep them. 
you will anoint them with the oil of gladness and that you will make them the salt of the earth and the light of the world in Jesus name and I pray this also for every heart and every life every soul that is listening to these words as well in Jesus name Amen thank you very much for listening God bless you stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Amen